Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. And welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? Uh, we, we got all kinds of things going on, Daryl. All kinds of things. The book, the book's almost done. I'm, I, I probably get five to 10 inquiries a day. When's the book coming out? I can't wait to read the book. When <laughs> Celestine wants to read the book, the book will be out later this summer. Selling from the Heart is, uh, is fantastic. I've been on the ins- I've been able to see the book. I've previewed a lot of it, and you're absolutely going to love it. And you know what I'm really excited about, Larry, is, is this isn't just going to be a book. This, you know, Selling from the Heart sales professionals take action. And so I love the, uh, well, it's not going to be a workbook. It's actually going to be a self-reflection guide that's going to allow people that read the book to take the principles in the book and really put them into action. And uh, so that's going to be dynamite on that. And, and I've, I've saw some of the questions and they're gut level questions uh, where you didn't hold back at all. No, no, I didn't. And, and I, you know, I'm going to steal a line from my good friend, Mark Hunter, who's who's read, you know, read and provide me a really great reference on my book is, you know, he's just the prospect hunter, right? The sales hunter. He goes on to say prospecting is a lifestyle. So, you know, no, to kind of steal that is selling from the heart is a lifestyle. It's a sales lifestyle. So when, when people buy the book, they're going to be able to download, you know, the self-reflection journal. And at the end of each chapter, there'll be a journal that will go along with it. So that once they finish reading the chapter, then they'll be able to self-reflect and answer a series of three or four questions that takes them deeper into what they just read in the chapter, which I think is going to really tie in selling from the heart into now becoming a sales lifestyle. Oh man, I love that. And, and I think that's exactly, exactly what this is. And, and by the way, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. You've joined a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, doing the hard work, being vulnerable, um, really putting it out there and achieving incredibly high results. We call it selling from the heart. And last week, a big shout out to Jeff Bajoric for joining us last week, talking about prospecting from the heart. And, and I know the feedback we're getting is, is extremely positive. If you haven't checked out Jeff and his book on prospecting, go back to last week, look in the show notes. Jeff is a kindred spirit. And, and really today, we want to continue that discussion because, you know, we want to talk about prospecting from from a from the standpoint. I want to just throw this out there as we start, Larry. Is what are we prospecting for? I mean, we always say we're prospecting. What are we prospecting for? And here's what I think: where I think the big disconnect comes in when we say prospecting. Um, I think we've got it narrowed down to I'm looking for you know the needle in a haystack, which is the deal which is going to close in the next thirty days. Right. And granted, when we find that, you know, out of the blue prospecting, that's wonderful. But really, if you think about it, we're prospecting for prospects. And what are prospects? They're actually people. And, uh, you know, you've always said it, Larry, and I, I think this is so strong. If you want a full 
sales funnel, and we all want a good sales funnel. We all want a strong pipeline. Um, if you want a full sales funnel, you better have a full relationship funnel. And prospecting maybe is more about building the relationship funnel than it is the sales funnel. Yeah, and and you're so right, and and I love expanding on this because uh, you know I talk about it in my book. I, I drill in deep when I work with sales teams about this. Is you know, wow, there there's so many sales facades. There's so many sales fakes. We're out there prospecting, and I don't mean to be harsh about this, but you know, I've been around the block a time or two, and I've seen it. And that's when I started holding myself to a different level of accountability that, you know what, if I'm not doing certain things on a daily basis, I know what's going to happen to my sales funnel. Yeah. And and I started looking at it as, you know, the toughest part of this. And and I think all parts of sales is tough, right? I mean, we just got to continually practice on it. But if you don't do the front end of sales correctly, Mm -hmm. then everything's just misaligned. And then what happens later on is then you got to start using, you know, tricky sales tactics and stupid closing techniques and all this stuff that everybody's right. heard 10 ways to Sunday. But I said, if you can effectively open up a human to human, real, genuine, authentic conversation with somebody, you'll be amazed what happens. But the biggest inconsistency with sales reps is how they go to prospect. So mm-hmm. they're pro because their sales funnels are so bad when they prospect, it's all about them, their wallet, and that 30-day window. So, they're trying to figure out how can I sell something as fast as possible. But if you consistently do something every single day, you'll be amazed what happens over time. So, that's why I said, if you're, can, and, you know, change prospecting to, you know, when I coach sales teams, I said, don't prospect for a meeting. Yeah, that's the goal. Prospect to open up a new conversation. Prospect to open up a new relationship. That's and if right. you do, And if you do that every single single day in conjunction with finding that needle in the haystack that you just mentioned, Daryl, you'll be amazed what starts to happen because we all know if you don't have a full relationship funnel and you, you rely on that anemic sales funnel, yes, we all know what happens. You start to choke and die and all of a sudden you start, you know, bitching and moaning to your sales manager and everybody else. You don't have enough leads. We'll take ownership for your own funnel. Well, and I think there's no question. Obviously, we all want appointments. Obviously, we want sales opportunities. But, you know, number one, where do those where do those opportunities come from? They come from relationships. And number two, when it does actually hit the sales funnel, what causes a, a, a deal to close? It's relationships, plural, right? It's plural. And I'm thinking about, you know, we've, we've been working on, um, you know, some opportunities together and uh, it was just on a call today and, and I got on that call and this has been, you know, this has been literally several years of relationship development. And, um, you know, now an opportunity has arisen in the middle of all of that. And because we've been diligent in working to develop the relationship funnel, um, man, now uh, things, things can happen quickly because we don't just know the person who has that immediate need. We know all of their colleagues. And so now, you know, because of that, because we did the, the and, and this is, I think, something that we miss as salespeople. I mean, look, the reality uh, Corporate executive board, great stuff. Challenger customer, 6.8 decision makers now involved in the average B2B transaction. So, you know, you've got to get, you've got to realize that 
that when you actually do get down to a deal, if you've done your prospecting correctly, you've built a relationship funnel so that when the deal goes into the deal funnel, you've got multiple relationships tied to that deal. And now it's not, you know, desperation. Oh, gee, I only know one guy in the room. What about all the other influencers? It's the exact opposite. You know, it's like, yeah, I know Larry. Oh, yeah, I know Larry. I know Larry. And now we're on a totally different playing field than everybody else who's in, you know, 30-day desperation mode, um, your competitors. Because what happens now is with all those different relationships, we introduce a dynamic into the sales process called trust. And when trust is high, things happen quickly. And it's a major competitive advantage when we have trust. Well, how do we get trust? We got to have relationships. Yeah. And, and, and you know, and, and it's, it, and I'll layer another word on top of that. We have to have credible, credible relationships. It's not just relationships. That's you, right. Yeah. You know, and, and I've relied on that sometimes. And, you know, I, you know, I've got bitten in the backside because I think I have a good relationship with somebody. Therefore, you know, the end result will happen. But no, these have to be credible relationships. And that's why, you know, I, I go back to when I was in my selling days, the largest, the largest deal I ever took down was a hospital setting. And by the time that deal went down, this took me two and a half years to, to do. But by the time that deal went down, I still remember it to this day. Their VP of operations and their head of facility says, you know, so many people in this hospital, you've been around more than our current vendor, you know, more than our current vendor, because I held myself accountable to that relationship funnel. And this is tough. And this is really tough, especially, and I'm going to single out the tenured sales reps who think they have great relationships with their current clients. And no doubt, I'm sure they do, but I'm asking them to ratchet it up a notch. Because you have to build those credible relationships inside those accounts with more than a few people. And especially, you know, if you're in a complex B2B situation, there's more than five or six people involved in a deal. I remember the deals I was in, there'd be 10, 11, 12 people. So it's not just getting to know a few people. That relationship funnel has got to be overflowing with relationships because I always say the minute you pull a deal out of your sales funnel, you better be replenishing it, not with a sales opportunity. Yes, we want to be sensitive to that, but you got to replace that sales opportunity with more relationships. And it's a big crazy eight, right? Yeah. The minute we're putting deals, you know, it's like we have a top of Daryl, middle of and bottom of sales funnel. We yeah. have a top of middle of bottom of relationship funnel. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I just meet you, that's at the top of the relationship funnel. It's up to me as a sales professional to build that relationship and move it through that funnel in order to create a sales opportunity. But it's, you know, it's being persistent and having the patience to say, okay, I got to balance relationship funnel and a sales funnel. Yes. I got to sell something in 30 days. Yes. I got to meet my 90 day quarter bonus. Right. And I got to hit that. I, I, I get that, but it's a delicate balance between balancing both. And if you don't do one effectively, it's going to be hard for you to do two effectively. Well, and I'll say if, if you do the relationship funnel effectively, and, and we mean uh, by that relationships with multiple people in your current accounts and your target accounts, if you do the relationship funnel, sales funnel, you've got a much higher probability of close. You've got a much higher probability of being able to ask for more money and hold your margin. Uh, and, and you've got a much higher probability of of, of, of the deal going through. And this is where, 
you know, I think, and this is a mindset check that I think we all have to ask ourselves is, are we prospecting for deals or are we prospecting for prospects, relationships? And, and I think that, you know, the, the reality is we all want to jump on the deal, but, but the reality of, of, of the way things work is the more relationships we have, when the deals happen, we'll get involved because we have the relationships. So, and you can't really measure this. I mean, you can't measure the quality of the relationships that you have with your prospects. And let me, let me just say, just because someone accepted, for example, a LinkedIn connection request doesn't mean you've got a good relationship with them. You maybe have an opportunity to develop a relationship with them, but a relationship involves some level of conversation or two-way communication. It revolves knowing something about um, each other. And I think that, um, you know, one of the things that can happen in today's world of social, and, and this doesn't just happen in sales. I mean, let's, let's face it, we can all get lazy in relationships, even in our interpersonal life with social now. But um, we can get lulled into the, the reality of just saying, well, because this person's my quote unquote friend or connected online, um, we have a relationship. No, to fill a relationship funnel, we've got to actually be driving some two-way communication and conversation, right? Yeah, well, you know, and let's peel this back even farther is, and, and I want to preface this because I've seen it. I, I've witnessed it in sales bullpens in my sales career. Building relationships with somebody isn't just stopping by saying hello and all that or taking somebody to lunch or buying them coffee. Yeah, that's part that helps. of it. Yeah. It helps. I and mean, I'm, not, I'm not discounting it. But in this day and age, if you want to build credible relationships with people, then, you know, we've talked about it on a prior podcast, then start educating them, start leading, you know, start bringing some insights, right? Start sharing with them some stories of how you've helped other people in similar positions, start doing something else. And and I remember, and you brought up LinkedIn invitation, you know, you know, connection Mm -hmm. requests. Mm -hmm. I remember, you know, when I was out prospecting and I still do it to this day because, you know, I always like saying I love eating my dog food. And you're, I eat my own dog food because it's gourmet style. But you know, <laughs> the whole thing is, is once I connect to somebody, doesn't mean that they want to do business with me. It's up to me to earn the right, right? It's up to yes. me to promote you know, them. It's up to me to educate them. It's up to me to stay top of mind. It's up to me to promote their organization to the point where it makes it a whole lot easier for them to say, you know what? I really want to have a conversation with you, Larry. I mean, I've seen what you've been doing out there, right? right? I've heard it. I've seen it. I've heard it from others. And this is something that we fail to do. And, and I just think, you know, it's, I'll throw the onus back on salespeople. It's their fault, but it's also management's fault for not holding people accountable to, to do this on a consistent basis. We just don't know how, because I, I just don't think prospecting's evolved over time. Yeah. To, to integrate this, you know, and, and I don't think we're delivering anything that's revolutionary. It's revolutionary to people who aren't used to doing it. But if you're just prospecting for the now and you're not prospecting for the later and combining them to both, I mean, how can you consistently hit your numbers month over month? You're just going to ride a roller coaster the whole time. So how can you measure that? I mean, let's think, let's get practical on this. You know, if, if I'm a sales professional and I go, okay, Larry, Daryl, I get that. I need to drive conversation to build relationships. Um, you know, how do I, how do I do that? Cause let's, let's face it. 
traditional prospecting metrics are dials and appointments, right? Or cold calls and appointments. So it's saying activity where the result is an appointment, um, which once again, we want to get appointments. Don't, don't hear me wrong on that. We need to get in front of people, but what precedes that appointment? You know, what are some things that we can measure? Here's, here's some great ideas. And and I use this all the time Mm -hmm. is, um, you know, and I'll throw this out to sales leaders and you can even hold yourself accountable too. If your managers are not holding yourself accountable, this is at the end of the week, Mm-hmm. reflect on it, right? So, you know, on a Friday afternoon before you go home or first, you know, first thing on a Saturday, why don't you sit back and reflect and go, you know what, how many new conversations did I start this week? How, right. you know, what were the top five conversations that had the most impact? Uh, it, it could be, you know, what are the five new connections I made this past week? How many new relationships did I build inside my current accounts with people that I really didn't know? Mm-hmm. And, and I think we can layer this on top of the normal KPIs that anybody in any sales channels benchmarked on, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I think if in a relationship funnel, then 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 hold yourself accountable. What are five new relationships I you know I started this week? What are five new conversations I started this week? What were the top two meaningful conversations I had this week? And if you consistently do that, you'll be surprised what starts to happen. Well, and I think these are, you know, obviously we're talking to selling from the heart sales professionals here. So we're not talking to, you know, run of the mill sales reps who do the minimum to get by and, and all of that. But we're talking, we're talking in our community with, with reps that are dedicated to being high performers. And I think part of the, and, and I'd love for all, actually our, our community to weigh in on this, um, you know, hit us up on LinkedIn, check up the, check out the selling from the heart. Um, group, by the way, um, which is uh, we're having great interactions on. But I think one of the things we got to think about is what what kind of goal can I personally set for myself when it comes to the relationship funnel? Like what kind of goal in terms of a daily, a cadence or a weekly cadence can I set for myself in terms of um, interactions, whether they're, they're face-to-face or more often now, um, social online interactions, what goal can I set for myself in terms of developing and nurturing my relationship funnel? And, you know, I think that this is, you know, the, the challenge with this is it's elusive. The old days of, Hey, how many calls did you make? How many appointments did you get? That's easy, right? I mean, it's easy. Um, the problem is, uh, it takes more than that. It takes relationships. And we have opportunities now to drive conversation in ways we've never had before. It used to be that we had to be face-to-face to have a conversation. Now we can drive dialogue through LinkedIn, through you know other social channels, through email and, and all of that. Um, so I really want to challenge our, our, our community, uh, or challenge each one of us this week to think about what are some relationship funnel metrics or goals that I can hold myself personally accountable to? Yeah. You know, I, I, I tell you one, and I'm holding a, and I know they're listening. Um, I'm holding a sales team accountable right now. Yeah. And I, and I, you know, and I asked them, I said, how, how many days, right. You know, what's the average out there, right. They said, you know, how many days in a row do you have to do something before it comes a habit? Right. 
and so, you know, 21, 45, right? All yeah, these numbers yeah. are coming out there. But let's just use 21 because that's obviously the first thing that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. So one way, you know, that sales reps could do this and they'll start seeing the difference is why don't you hold yourself accountable for 21 straight days? Start educating your network start driving some really strategic educational content, start leading with some insight and nurture your network and nurture those relationships that you may have just started and then see what happens, but do it every single day because you'll be amazed. I mean, I say it because I've lived through it. Mm -hmm. I've lived through it as a sales professional. I've lived through it through, you know, what we're doing now is, if you educate your network every single day, you're fostering relationships that you had no idea about because I always tell people social doesn't sleep. You can nurture relationships 24 seven, 365 days a year. The issue why it's so hard is most sales reps just don't understand that. They yeah. don't, they don't get the online part of it, right? They get the face to face part of it, which they half bake do anyway. Mm hmm. So, you know, one thing is just for 21 straight days for three weeks, drive some great content and open up some great conversations every single day. You know, another thing is, is go back to your top 10 clients Mm -hmm. and, you know, don't ignore the people, you know, but say, you know, by the end of the week, I want to have developed 10 new relationships, one relationship in every single account or two relationships in every single account with people that I really didn't know. And why do you want to do that? Because they know other people, right? right. They Absolutely. might be using a solution that, you're, that you've sold that you don't know about. Yes. And for instance, they also have relationships with people that you know. Absolutely. that account. I mean, it's not that difficult. We make this a lot more difficult because we, we fail to do sometimes what I call the basics, which is just getting to know the people inside the people that are helping you, which is your current clients. Well, fantastic. What a great discussion this week. And, um, you know, as we wrap up, I just want to challenge everybody to think about, you know, in your your situation, in your market, in your context, what are some things that you can do on a consistent basis to help nurture and build your relationship funnel? Because it's those relationships that are going to drive sales. Prospects are people. Deals are deals. Prospects are people. And, and the more we can build the relationship funnel, the more successful we're going to be in putting deals into the sales funnel and getting them out the bottom. So that's my challenge. Our challenge this week is think about what are some things that you can hold yourself accountable to love for interaction on the uh, selling from the heart LinkedIn group. If you're not a part of that yet, just look for selling from the heart group on LinkedIn and we'll, uh, we'll get you in the community. Um, we got so many great things coming on. Uh, If you're not signed up for updates on the launch of Larry's book, Go to sellingfromtheheart.net and right there on our website where the podcast is hosted, you'll see a link in the sidebar where you can sign up and get in the inside, get the inside scoop on what's going on with the book launch here later this summer. Thank you everyone for joining us. Thank you for your passion. Thank you so much um, for what you do and who you are. It encourages us and you're making a difference out there. Whether you know it or not, I want you to know you're making a difference. So keep being genuine, keep being honest, keep doing the hard work really work to build your relationship funnel and through it all sell from the heart.